0: Hello, all you cool cat and kittens out there! It's Get Violent number one sixty-five, and we are here to see who killed that cat man in uh, the Carolinas or wherever they're at. So, what's up, I'm Hoosier, uh, one sixty-five special guest
1: with us. How you all doing?
2: Oh, awesome!
1: Hi guys, I'm Matthew Exotic. It's so great to be here.
2: <laughs> yes. Oh,
0: oh That's- man. That's right, man. So, <laughs> and, and uh, things, things are happening, man. I, um, I'm excited for what's been in the news the last couple weeks. That way we can get rid of this, uh, you know, Tiger King conversation and move forward with comic books.
1: I'm, I'm not going to lie. I could I could talk Tiger King pretty much all night. I became absolutely addicted to that show. This show
0: has just now been called "Get Exotic," so
1: let's talk. (laughs) 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 All right, so Carol, killer or just cat enthusiast? Killer. No way. No way. way.
0: Dude, they've actually deemed they deem that those wills were fraud. They were not really signatures. Yes, I've not heard
1: that. I heard an interview with the sheriff of uh, of her town. And they did say that they were getting so many more tips in because of the, the show and everything, but that they don't think Carol was involved, that they think he was like running away because of uh, money issues. But I don't know. Yeah,
0: kind of interestingly <sighs> enough. I mean, you listen to his uh, his assistant who basically said there's no way on that, right? So she's, right. she was with him for a long time. You know, we could get like say we can get in the weeds here. I think- we can totally
1: get in the weeds here. Personally, I just want a seven-part Netflix series about like every character they introduced in there. I could just watch that for weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah, yeah. There's Almost material there. I could read Valiant
2: comics without stopping.
0: <laughs>
2: Almost as much. It would be great. So I cannot wait to be reading new Valiant comics. Personally, one week away, baby. One week away. We've got it, it coming up. Yeah.
0: so we got some awesome Um, people in the chat already appreciate it guys so keep throwing up in the chat and yes sadly scott bloom no josh uh you know life happens so uh hope he is all good and uh he'll be on next week he said so
1: no they, they brought me in here as the replacement scotty just i'm i'm the temp hitter i'm the dh that's all (laughs)
2: oh no we're definitely stoked to have you back on and get to talk about new stuff coming um the direction things are going yeah um
1: and i'm i am here to answer any and all questions no holds barred no prisoners taken hit me what you need hey brian hey greg good to see you guys a lot of good people anthony love seeing all the faces the familiar faces in here
0: that's right yeah, absolutely.
1: So next week, we have Dr. Tomorrow 3 coming back on sale June 24th. Really excited to start it back up. So, yes, that has been a great
0: book. So, like, I've loved the first two, three issues, and happy that we got the review copy in. Everybody's going to enjoy it. I had to reread number one and number two again,
1: and, and it is so fun. So. It is, and that's that's one of the things I love about it, right? Because one of the things that we talked about last time I was on here is just like how many different you know types of stories that Valiant has been working on telling, right? And Doctor Tomorrow really hits this very like aspirational, almost all ages kind of um, inspiring superhero story. It, it has a little bit of like that throwback that kind of like silver age sensibility, but it's still modern. Um, and we just, I just always love the idea of, of this kid who was being like introduced to himself, who was a hero and the responsibility that it puts on you. And I remember when I got to read the pitch from Alejandro on there, I just immediately resonated with that idea of like, well, what I, what would I do? Like if I were Bart as a kid, first of all, I'm, I'm not a baseball star. I was not an athlete in any way, shape or form. Um, so I couldn't relate on that level, but it was that idea of like, wow, if the hero worship was almost for your future self and you know, that's what you have to live up to. What does that do to you now? What kind of pressure does that put on you and how does that affect you going forward? It's really interesting so, and fun. And, and Jim Toe has just been killing it with the artwork there. Um, I actually just adore his style for this. That's the perfect marriage of artist
2: to content he's nailed all of the characters and that's the yeah. other great thing about this is that we're seeing other characters this is giving us that connected universe feeling that mm-hmm. I think a lot of valiant fans want to see
1: no absolutely and we, that was one of the appeals for the series too was like first of all that fake out in issue 1 is just i mm-hmm. love and then when they reveal, like, there's Neela at the end of issue one, I was like, oh, my God, this is perfect. Like, I've been missing Neela forever and ever and ever and trying to figure out, you know, she's such a great character. Where do you put her? How do you bring her back into the fold? Um, and it's just such a wonderful way. And, and another character who's dealt with kind of understanding what her future self would be. Right. And what the what the dangers of that is. And so just she mirrored that journey really, really well as kind of a cameo in there. So it's it's a really it's a really smartly done series to kind of expand the universe in a way that is quite frankly like new reader friendly, that has a very like welcoming tone to it. Um, it's very accessible in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah, it's, it, it's done very smart. You know, I mean, not to try not to spoil three. I feel like they get into a little bit like the Milgram experiment of yeah. psychology a little bit, and mm-hmm. I I like seeing that and that that piece. So I think it's going to be. Uh, an interesting ride, like you said, and uh, we had Alejandra on, and that was awesome. And I'm, we're hoping,
1: maybe, and I, I, I feel like it's been well received by fans. It has been well received by fans. It has been well received by fans. You know, we'll we'll see we'll see how it keeps going. You know, issue three, um, actually, the, the orders on issue three. You know, I'll being the vice president of sales and and marketing, the orders for issue three were actually higher than number two, which oh, is wow. always a hell of a sign. Um, you know, and then from, from the, the, from that standpoint, you, you see how everything goes over the next couple months and, you know, you have ideas planned for the character and where they could go in there and you start seeing what holes you can fill. Um, so yeah, I mean, the response has been tremendous. Let's see how it keeps up. Dude, that, that's awesome. Yeah. I think, I think
0: we're in for that.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm very, very excited to see where it goes having that had the opportunity to check out that issue three don't want to spoil anything. It's but,
1: massive. Like if you, if, if you, yes. this is the time to get caught up. If you've not been reading one and two, you need to read one and two and into three.
2: Right. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's like I said, I, I know what you're saying that it is expanding the value universe and it is, but really to me, like, I feel like this is a story that brings the universe closer together. Sure. It, but it's also like it's not it's doing both perfectly well because it's bringing characters together in what feels like an organic way we're getting to see these characters interact and then um at the same time we're getting this brand new mythology brought into the valiant universe so it's it's mirroring those two things and that's what's exciting about it to me and yeah i can't wait to see where we go with it and um what issue four holds after everybody gets to read number three and we finally get to review a comic and talk about it? Get ready. Get ready.
0: Yep. And everybody we had that we've talked about, Dr. Tomorrow's talked about curveballs each issue. And I think mm-hmm. that we're not going to be disappointed with that. Yep. Um, and it, it has lived true to that. So that's mm-hmm. awesome for that. Um, and then there's a couple books here and there that come out. And so I think I want to get talked yep. into the, the slow release, Matthew. Uh, what's yeah. the kind of the concept behind that? I, I know, like DC's pushed out their stuff saying we're full board, and Valiant's kind of taken the more methodical, slower approach.
1: I it's it's one of those things where you know since distributors shut down, shops couldn't get their books, everything going on with relation to the pandemic and everything. Um, we're in a position where we fortunately um, can kind of really work with our retail partners and go at the pace that makes the most sense with them. You know, the sales department's been on calls and emails and chats with them every single day. Uh, we get, I, I for several weeks there, I made sure that our publisher, Fred Pierce, was getting on the phone with different retailers and talking to Diamond every single day to what they're seeing in terms of patterns, trends and going from there. And so for us, one of the things that we wanted to do is that we wanted to make sure that we timed the releases over the next few months in such a way where we're not putting undue stress on the retailers to try and make too many choices there with their customers because they don't know yet. They don't know where their money's going to go. They don't know how many people are coming in that some States still aren't fully open, including a couple big ones. Um, And so with that in mind, you know, we kept hearing from the entire industry, please publishers cut back and like DC has two or three events that are no longer, you know, on the board right now. We're waiting to hear when they come back. Marvel's pushed off their stuff and doing a ton more trade paperback releases for the next few months. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure just about everything except maybe IDW, IDW might be the only one coming back full force um, by the end of summer. So for the summer right now, we're going to ease back into it. We're going to bring back some of the series that were already in progress, like Dr. Tomorrow. We're going to finish out the arc of Quantum and Woody, which I cannot wait for you guys to see what they do in issue four of that book. Holy smokes. July 8th. And then, you know, and start back up with the arcs with Rye, with Bloodshot, to keep giving those um, jumping on points to and to really push them home again. Because one of the things that we were hearing from a lot of retailers is that for smaller and independent publishers, they weren't sure how many shelf copies they were going to be able to order for, for those guys. Um, you know, everything, their rent money is tied up in Marvel and DC. So until they know what their customer base is going to be and how much, you know, extra cash that their customers have to come back in with um and making sure they can pay the rent on time ppp loans last small business loans last it just became one of those things where we just looked at it and said all right let's let's do a slow roll we'll bring it back it's not like we don't have all the books ready to go you know one of the things you guys have seen is how many issues and how far advanced with how many series so it wasn't for a lack of content it's more just looking at the marketplace and saying to ourselves well we're actually in a phenomenal position where we're not pressured to go full force right out of the gates. We can slow and steady, win the race, come back with the market at the appropriate speed. And it gives us the opportunity to constantly reevaluate week to week. If we do want to add more books in there, how we want to add more books in there, what that would look like. So as far as I'm concerned, like every Monday that a new FOC, a new final order cutoff, date for books that are coming out go that's another opportunity for us to take a look at the field see where we are see where the industry is going see how orders are looking and come back smart because the biggest thing we don't want to do is we don't want to put books out there in a time that's going to end up hurting the retailer's ability to really push them and to get people on those books like Savage and to bring in, you know, the next chapter of E X O and Shadow Man. So we're timing it out. We're feeling our way through. It's an unprecedented circumstance that everyone's going through. There is no there is no answer key right now. And so we want to respect that. And we want to respect the retailers. we we'll respect what they're trying to do with their customers and how long it's going to take them to get back up to speed and understand what the new normal is for the industry. So that's the idea behind it. Nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that, and that makes sense. I know my local store, favorite store, actually said that they're going to be closing down. So, uh, oh, tears, so down my, my, my face. And they were big supporters of Valiant, so that makes what sense. What was the store? Comics Dungeon. So in Seattle. Oh,
1: my gosh. I yeah. love Scott and Chris and John over there. And we, I, they are – every year I would go to Emerald City and I would find a reason to go to that shop. Uh, we would, yeah, we would ship was share them this year. What? That's, that's who Valiant was sharing a booth
0: with. That Emerald yep, City. we is. were
1: sharing a booth with them this year. Um, I think they actually did get some of the copies of the Final Witness Emerald City Edition. Um, <laughs> Ooh, I gotta ask. <laughs> um, they are they are just such an amazing operation, and they were so community oriented. And I loved I loved just being in that shop, let alone dealing with those people. It's it's a real loss to the community. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I'm sorry that to hear that. Sucks.
1: Yeah,
0: we got somebody in the chat, and he's actually putting other people's questions out, and like uh, making sure we get to them. So <laughs> right, just before everything happened, um, a great character that we may have heard of, uh, Exo Manowar was re-released. Um, and number two, sitting in the in the in the you know helm waiting. So what's the plan on getting thats there they're gonna? I mean, I would think maybe jumping out number one again, pushing a number one again, or what? What's your guys' plan to get Exo out?
1: A bit of that. So one of the things that we're going to do is because Exo has been you know, sitting in people in, in shops kind of back stock right now for a few months, again, it's one of those things where you want to make sure that the series as a whole, not just issue two, but issue two and beyond that, right? You want to make sure that they have the best possible chance for success that they can, because you always want to be aware of the attrition drop, which is inevitable in comics, So for us, we wanna make sure that the marketplace is ready for us to do it and we can treat it again a bit like coming back with a number one. We'll offer uh, more copies uh, for Diamond to have for the retailers with number one to go in with number two. Uh, We're actually talking to retailers right now who are doing exclusive covers for number two that wouldn't have happened before. So it's one of those things where we're timing it out for the fall of where it's gonna go in there and then how we're gonna push it like it's a number one on some level for the retailers so that they can make sure that they take their stock, they have access to number ones again, and they can kind of push them simultaneously. So that's the theory right now. That's how we're looking. So I would say you're going to find XO um, probably early fall on this right now. Awesome.
0: There you go, Anthony. We got your answer. And I think many others had that question too. Is Everybody was excited to have. I, I hope
1: that didn't get me in trouble with Greg. We'll see.
0: Hey, he's the one that put the question out there. I mean, come on.
2: (laughs) I know, I know. Um, I I think it's on the one hand, we want to know the specific dates, but on the other hand, I think it it makes sense that you guys are playing it by ear, you know, and letting the kind of market dictate what. Yeah, you know. I mean, the the thing makes
1: sense. The thing about it is, and and this is kind of this is the blessing and the curse of the size of our publishing line. When you're roughly about six books a month you're not a market leader you're not coming out with 50 to 90 to 120 titles so i can't dictate where the market goes for valiant we have to be a little patient there we have to see how the market settles out it's frustrating because we know how good the books are and we're ready to go we've got them done um but at the same point in time You also always keep in mind the fact that you're not looking at short term. You're looking at the long term. I'm not looking at three months from now. I'm looking at three years from now. That's the key. That's the perspective we always try to keep in mind.
0: That's awesome. I mean, it's good to hear that you're thinking that (laughs) I beg
1: all of your patience. uh, But I promise, one, the books are are coming. Two, they will be well worth the wait. And three, it is all about – positioning them in such a way that they can have the best opportunity for success. Absolutely.
2: I mean, that sounds good to me, honestly. I mean, (laughs) as long as, no, I mean, as long as happy to me, I want all the books now. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Right. But, but knowing that that's the approach that's being taken, right? Like, um, Mm -hmm. and, and I don't know. This is one of the things that I personally love about Valiant. Thank you so much for, I mean, taking your time to come and and answer these questions for us. So
1: I'll be on just- every week if you want me. By all
2: means,
1: <laughs> I mean I'm I'm here in Texas riding out the pandemic, you know. So like any time, I'll come into this weird room and and jump on it here with you. By all means, I could use the distraction. <laughs> there it is. Well, we and really then, appreciate
2: uh, it.
0: So we'll be running out with uh, Doctor Tomorrow. It looks like on the release, some Quantum and Woody closing yeah. up. Um, and then yep. we're going to get uh, the tr- first book of Rye coming out and then, you know, a little bloodshot and Rye again. So still coming out with some of the, the big staples right now. And I say still. Absolutely. Awesome. And again,
1: yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the plan, right? You know, one of the things too that we heard from the retailers is that as the time is going on, what kind of books are they looking at for us? Do they want, Brand new IP, which is always considered from a retailer standpoint, it's a bit of a risk because it's unproven. They don't have an order history on it. It can be a little tricky. Um, do they want the you know more recognized characters um, that have a bit of an ordering history, that have built-in fan base, that have built-in subs? And so that's what they said they wanted. They said they wanted the you know they wanted the rise, they wanted the XOs, they wanted the blood shots, and so those are going to be the big priorities coming out first of the gates in addition to kind of testing the waters with Dr. Tomorrow again, finishing out uh, that first arc of quantum and Woody and easing back in. And the beauty with bloodshot is we have the fully loaded edition, which is technically the start of the arc. Um, Did you guys, have you guys seen about the fully loaded edition?
2: I think we read it a while back.
1: So, so it's issue seven, which is the long shot Mm -hmm. part one. But what it is, is that it is, um, we added eight bonus pages of content to it that's been unreleased so far. Um, and we put, a, we put a bit of a movie cover on there too. And, uh, and so it's, it's, it's a really cool product that is like, it's perfect. So it was kind of a, a new type of printing that we were able to now we can really make use of and say, okay, it's been a while since Bloodshot, but here's your jumping on point. Here's the start of the arc. Come on board here. We're giving you another access point because it's been a while. And yeah, we're really excited for all the extra content. Same price, more content. Oh, that's great! <laughs> that's awesome.
2: And I do like um, putting the that movie poster cover on it. Sure. Um, and saying like, if you thought that he was cool in the movie at all, come and read the comic. Come and read the comics. Absolutely, it's and totally bad. There's a lot of
1: people. There's a lot of people been watching Bloodshot at home. I'm looking at those VOD charts
0: so yeah and so we we had done a, a bloodshot review and we had talked about like one thing that we yeah. i mean this was me is i'm sad that we didn't get this really get a good picture of what the movie does for comics because of yeah. wh- everything that happened right around it right mm-hmm. i know as a fan and as wanting to have push valiant's brand myself that it's oh great the movie's going to get more readers we're going to get more traction there's more stuff's going to come out with it and then
1: damn you covid um well, the good news is that we could. I, I can tell you this: that we were already, we were starting to see an uptick on bloodshot orders um, from this, which was great. Like bloodshot zero did really nicely. Um, we we actually saw an increase on orders for seven over six, which is fantastic. You don't always see that. Um, we were seeing a big uptick in the trade paperback sales, so it was it was doing some of the job that you would hoped it would do, which was really lovely. And then it's just, you know. Pandemic, man, pandemic. No one, no one could could predict it. You don't know how it's gonna go, and all we can do is we're just gonna keep rolling with it. But I'll tell you what, those trade paperback orders, especially, I still going pretty strong. They're still above board,
2: which is lovely. So, yeah, I'm I'm so glad that uh I like when arcs can be. Thank you, Greg. Full of action, full of content. Um. Yeah, I thought I had read that. Fully yeah, yeah. We do, have, is, we do uh, have
1: an interview with Kevin Van Hook in the fully loaded edition as well.
0: I had yeah, to get awesome. my brand new Kevin Van Hook um commission. Ooh. Oh. This was set for Emerald City Comic Con, and then obviously that got canceled. Um and then Greg puts in there that fully loaded's gonna have a an a, like an interview with Kevin in here as well. So I think yeah. it's awesome. So
2: oh, sorry, I've I got you. my right there. Yes. can't see it very well, but that one right there is a Kevin Van Hook uh, bloodshot sketch cover. Nice. Nice. Fan of his.
1: Oh, I'm I mean, fan. Kevin's also, he's so sweet. He is just the loveliest guy in the world. Like, it's funny because I write in my spare time and he will actually, like, see a post of mine. He'll be like, oh, what, what did you write? Tell me all about it. And I'm just like, that's the nicest thing. Like, you don't need to <laughs> waste your time on me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thanks kevin just a sweetheart
2: yeah Yeah. absolutely yep that's been my experience with him as well yeah um just as a guy who's a fan of bloodshot and then yeah i don't know he's a really nice guy so excited to read that that'll be cool um now i forgot completely what i was saying because we got into kevin van hook talk (laughs) <laughs> well, and also,
1: I think we were talking a little bit too, not just about Bloodshot, but we got Rye coming up. And one of the cool things about that is, is we were able to really time it out so that the trade paperback for volume one, which is only $9.99 for the first five issues. Um, that's right. $9.99. We keep our volume one promise to you. Um, nice. yes. And that's going to come out literally, I think, like a week before issue six, which is the beginning of the new arc. Um, so you can literally for... Again, for folks who've maybe fallen behind or it's been a while, we wanted to make sure there was a nice um, momentum shift that you could get caught up real quick and real cheap um, and then jump on board with that next issue.
2: Yeah, okay. That's what I was trying to say about Bloodshot, too, is that right now, with that fully loaded coming out, you can get those first two trades Yep. and then jump straight into it.
1: And both trades are only 10 bucks. You know, we did a similar thing with um, exit man of war, the 2017 series. And we decided to do it again with bloodshot where it's a little bit of a thinner trade, but we could keep the price point down. So it's nice and easy to go arc to arc to arc and affordable to pick it up as well, which is really cool.
0: Yes. And those stories are good when those they're the quicker arcs. Cause they get yeah. in, they get out, right. It's, it's action and it fits to what bloodshot is. It's, you know, it's, it's, it is that, I mean, it, it gets to the in depth to a degree, but it's, it is the action and that's, that's what the fans that I've known to love bloodshot have come to like.
1: It's a thrill ride, man. You know, it's, it's a, it's an absolute thrill ride and it doesn't stop. Which is, yeah.
2: Which is- I'm, And it makes so much sense to make it the shorter arcs.
1: Yeah. Why not? You know, when we talked to Tim about it, my understanding um from, from Lisa Hawkins, who's the editor on the book, like we approached him about the idea and he was just all gung ho. He was like, Absolutely, let's do this. You know, it's a tight three act structure. Act one, act two, act three, boom, moving on. Act one, act two, act three, boom, moving on. And it, it's got the feel of like there's there's no fat on that book. There is no fat. It's all just lean <clears throat> meat coming at you. Yeah.
2: Which is exactly what Bloodshot needs to be.
1: Absolutely. It's the meat and potatoes
2: you want. Um, the other book coming back, I think a lot of people have been saying Rye has been, as much as I love Bloodshot, Rye has been probably the number one book coming from Valiant. It's, um, I think that issue number two was one of my favorite single issues of all time. I mean, wow. it's it's been an amazing book. That was the, that was the,
1: like the evil Siri kind of one, right? With the, yeah. the house. The,
2: house?
0: <laughs> the yes. most interesting um, villain. And, uh, but yet so <laughs> formidable.
2: <It was> great. <laughs> the way that it was, the oh yeah, it was written amazing. It was, and of course, I mean, the art on it, phenomenal. So very excited to see that book come back as well.
1: I mean, Juan Jose Rip's art on there has been absolutely incredible um we're we're so proud to to keep with him uh through the majority of arc two and I'm, I'm hoping we can still find a way to have him on that very 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 last issue um of the arc as well but so t- still a little bit of the jury out on that just because the schedules of how they've worked out but it's possible but yeah i mean i think it's probably the best artwork of juan's career um has been on this book and i think the coloring from andrew dollhouse on that thing is probably, it's probably one of the best colored books I've seen in a long, long time. And a great reminder of how important coloring for artwork really can be in terms of storytelling. Um, oh, yeah. And, and, and kudos to editorial. Like they've been bringing it like Jordi Belair on Dr. Mirage, you know, did a freaking phenomenal job. Like they've really stepped it up um in the last year in my opinion as far as the the colorist uh
2: for the book i remember talking about the last dr mirage and spending a bunch of the conversation talking about the colors um colors can really take a book to a new level for sure really i i can i can
1: just stare at dr mirage's pages for 20 minutes like, and just yeah. look at all the different plays of color. Like, it's so, there's so much to look at. They're so engrossing. And again, like, Andrew does a great job with, with Rye on that as well. Um, yeah. I, I love the structure of this series. I love how the first arc was very kind of like, each chapter is almost standalone with a different type of villain and a different type of apocalypse. And then the the second arc is really gonna kind of build towards this like epic confrontation as well so it's it's a very cool very cool structured series
0: and i think it's, really it's good, good to announce that get valiant will be having dan Abnet on Woo! saturday june 27th at 1 p.m eastern yeah. time so june 7th it's a saturday 1 p.m eastern whatever do your math on uh google what 1 p.m eastern is where you're local at so yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: He is, and he is brilliant. I mean, he is, you are talking to a true visionary when you get to talk story with Dan. Um, yeah. It's really, really, really exciting to see what he does here. So, no, that's great. Yeah, he's been, he has been nothing but a delight from the marketing side, especially like he is like, how many interviews do you want me to do? How fast do you need responses to it? You know, what kind of quotes do you need? Like he is a joy to work with uh, from this side of the table.
0: A professional in fact. So that's awesome. <laughs> and uh one, one guy keeps posting on here. He he's curious once again. What's the future plans for the final witness and the visitor? Uh because well the visitor was left mid midway. So the visitor
1: was left midway. Um it's a visitor and final witness, you know, similar to how we're looking at XO2. Um we're gauging a bit of the marketplace and how many books at one time and where those are going to come in. So they're on their way. There are plans for them. I was actually just talking about final witness today in terms of our pub plan. Uh, so very timely Don. Um, I personally, like, I, I think I told you guys this on the last one, like the final witness may end up being like my personal favorite book of the year from Valiant. Cause I, it is everything I ever want to read in one book. Um, so I, we're looking for the best home for it in the pub plan. So they're on their way. Stay tuned for more announcements. But, yeah, I was literally having the conversation again about where we're putting it today. Yeah. So.
0: And, and so is Valiant – are you guys still – Did you, I know there was like a pencils down order. Is pencils back up and you're getting more yeah. set in the pipeline now?
1: Yeah, pencils are back up um, for for the majority of the books that were on there. But like Rye, Bloodshot, XO, Shadow Man – um i almost said a book that isn't announced yet um
0: <laughs> i heard an a um, i'm thinking archer and armstrong
1: uh i can tell based on your shirt um, but i love that shirt i love that yes. design um so yeah no it was it was one of those things where we were we we found ourselves in that position where the news got out about where we had to put the pencils down once we mm-hmm. saw where Diamond was going with their distributing uh, issues. And so, but we were also pencils back up. I think they've been back up for almost a month now. Um, it's been a, it's been some time. So, nice. so yeah, we're, we're cracking, we're, we're rocking and rolling right now. You know, not every book is running at the same speed as, as I, you know, as they necessarily were before, but that's okay. We've got more time now. We can also take into account um, creators as other projects are coming up and working with schedules so that, no one gets in Jeopardy as much as we can. So. Oh,
0: that's great. Because yeah. I know there had been things that were left in the wings were Savage, right? Um, yeah. Shadow Man announced. Shadow Man. With, uh, yes. Colin Bunn. Um, <sighs> still, still the teasers of Ninjak. Of, uh, still the teasers of Carpenter. I've never heard of them. What? Do you yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine
1: she? that there might be teasers in Doctor Tomorrow number three next week either. I can't imagine why there <laughs> would be. Never
0: no. know. Never know, uh, but that may make that makes your job pretty fun. I would assume knowing that that stuff's you know.
1: Well, it's it's a it's again it's one of those things where like if if it were if if life were fair and the world could go back to normal tomorrow, then I could tell you about the next seven launches that we've got coming, right? Um, unfortunately, with with the world the way it is, we've we've got to be a little bit more patient and we got to space it out and and again make sure that those books find a home at the best time that's going to give them the, mo- the best chance for success humanly possible. That the retailers are in a position where they can order as many shelf copies as they want, not as few as they feel their budgets are restricting them right now, right? Um, and that's the key. That's really the, the balancing act. So yes, Shadow Man is on its way, Pencils have been back up on Shadow Man, Savage is on its way, Final Witness is on its way. We just haven't announced yet, keep your eyes peeled, this summer potentially, um, for seeing when and how and where those books are gonna be coming to you.
2: So I guess that brings up the question, is there any chance that the the schedule we've seen so far could be revised or is that set in stone and new books will come later?
1: I would argue that right now, probably the schedule through August is pretty set. We're going we're gonna to leave it where it is. Um, that was announced on the beat last week um, in, the, in the interview with, with me and Fred Pierce, um, yeah. where we kind of talked about the how we're going. Bring back Gub, Yes, Scott, I, you, you and Emily <laughs> Hecht in, in our office are <laughs> <my laughs> the biggest GubGub fans I've ever met in my life. Um, and bless you, as they say here in Texas. Um, bless your heart. But, uh, yeah, well, they do They do both. They do bless your heart and then they just bless, bless you. Bless, bless your heart's
0: after an insult, right? Like, you're, you're so ugly. Bless your heart. Yes, yes. Like bless, <laughs> your, bless your
1: heart is the sorry, not sorry um, yeah. of Texas. But uh, where was I? Yeah, so August, through August is pretty locked in. Um, okay. We're going to take it a little bit more... You know, as it goes, as we get into the fall and where those books fall uh, fall into the schedule, so to speak. So, stay tuned. We should be announcing September sooner than later. Um, give me something of Ninjack Eduardo. Pick up Doctor Tomorrow number three next week. That's where I'll give you something of ninjack.
2: Oh so, man!
1: There's my challenge. Question asked. Question answered. Right here. Boom.
2: Ooh. Um, well now we know we got to get that issue.
1: You really should get that issue. I, I, I go, if you want some, if you want another tease for Jack and Harbinger, go pick up Dr. Tomorrow three next week.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. So one question that had come up, um, when we were, you had mentioned the distribution tra- challenges have been part of the issue, um, sure. with, uh, Everything going on with the pandemic, um, yeah. right now we're seeing some potential shakeups as far as comic distribution goes. Is there any potential? chance that that's well? <laughs> okay, so definite, definite big shakeups. Um, yeah. Is there any way that that's going to impact Valiant, or any chance that that it's going to impact you guys at all?
1: No, not really. I think that if anything, it could end up being a positive for Valiant. Um, we'll see. Um, I I think that you know it's. The decisions by other companies, how they were made, what were made—you know—it's—it's it's their business. It's not mine. Um, I speak to retailers all the time, um, you know, and and so I've I've heard I've heard a lot of different sides of this story in in terms of that. Um, but for us, I think if anything. Retailers are looking at small independent publishers um, over the next few months as things shake up to see how they can support us, which is a lovely thing. I think that from a Diamond standpoint, I think that Diamond will look at us and just continue to support us as much as they have. So I don't foresee it hurting us really in any way. I think that there are only really possibilities here for, for Valiant um, with this whole thing. Um, and I'm very intrigued, like so many, to see, you know, how it goes for the rest of the industry um, and what this all means for for that particular company.
2: Yeah. I mean, who knows?
1: We'll find out. The, be- the beauty of life is answers are on the way. Um, yeah. It's just a matter of timing. So it's, it's a cliffhanger for today, but it won't be a month from now. Um, yeah. And we'll see how it goes. We'll see where it is um i see greg is coaching me on the chat here too <laughs> so, so what excites you about the upcoming <laughs> <laughs> this is this is why this is why greg is on here he's the one like i get on here just to mess with greg whenever he's a guest but he's on here to coach me and remind me to do my job so thank you greg um <laughs> no what i love about ninjack is that this is a ninjack unlike anything you've seen before i am so massively excited by the creative team and by the energy that they're bringing to this character and to your guys' point similar to how the pacing for Bloodshot and what they're doing in there I think you're going to see this really high octane uh, spy thriller for Ninjak and I think you're going to see Ninjak when we bring him back in a place that he's never really been before with a kind of chip on his shoulder and something to prove um, in a way that you don't generally see from Colin King Colin King always has stuff in hand he can he can react to anything he doesn't sweat and here you see him with a real drive and maybe that drive is i'm the best at killing people maybe that drive is i'm the best spy in you know in the world but you're going to see a very 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 driven ninjack. and what the creative team has on here is a high octane experience unlike the ninjaks you've seen before it's kind of taking on some level some of the best parts of kint's run and the best parts of christos run and you're seeing these little threads and these beats built in from there it's it's just like nothing i've ever seen before it's so fresh it's so vibrant and i'm really really i can't wait for you guys to see the first pages um, when we're ready to reveal uh, but no this is this is one of my favorite creative teams that i i think i've had the pleasure of being able to work with here at valiant since Oh, I came on board in 2014. I'm so excited for this team.
0: Oh, well, So, who is that,
2: then? <laughs> so are these people Ooh. that we're going to be familiar with as Valiant hey. fans? Um, you will be, if
1: you have read comics in the last 25 years, you are going to know who these two are. Let me put it that way. Um, and I think <laughs> what I love about this, what I really, really love about this is I think it's going to surprise you. In a really good way, you're gonna go, oh, this guy, cool. You know, it's gonna be one of those like aha moments because uh, it was for all of us in the room when it came up. So, uh, so I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I think you guys, I, you guys are definitely gonna be familiar with the names. Um, these are, these are char- these are creators who know these characters. Um, they're gonna be new to the Valiant universe um, in terms of in terms of their storytelling, Um, and at the same point in time, but they are not new if you are comics readers of the last couple decades. Uh, So I'm really, really, really excited for this team uh, to come forward in there. Uh, Like, we've seen issue one and two. Holy moly. The the artwork in here, the page layouts, the storytelling is just – I've never seen a scene in a bar be more engrossing in my life. Like I, I can't think of a comic that it's doing this, and yeah, so I'm very excited, Greg. I hope I answered to your satisfaction. Um, <laughs> don't fire me tomorrow.
2: Now we um, are ready to
0: see it, so I think you did a good job. Now I'm there like, you go. Can I see that that image? You know, yeah. Just promise me, Get Valiant will have the exclusive of that when it first comes out.
1: <laughs> you can talk to Greg about that, Greg. Oh. Greg. <laughs> here's we need here's it what I ASAP. will promise you. Here's what I will promise you. I will be happy to come back on. And talk about all the things I couldn't talk about just now um, when it's ready.
0: That's awesome.
2: Fair
1: we
0: enough. will have that. We'll have that. There so. you go.
1: And maybe I'll bring an exclusive page with me. It, it, just a panel works too, you know? But yeah. I know? think we could arrange something like that. Okay. Greg, yeah. make a note.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Get out your pad. pad.
1: <laughs> you know, the, the, the,
0: the 20 people on that watch, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll enjoy it a lot. <laughs> yes. but yeah that that's oh. exciting man ninjacks coming out you know are eventually right we know eventually wishful thinking and positive thinking usually uh prevents you from you know living a depressed life thinking that something will eventually turn around and so i'm excited that there is news that there is images of ninjack uh Ninjak even and- you can see them they're they're done they're they'll be ready one day
1: and, we'll and next it. week too, again, there's that other series, that other tease in there. Um, keep your eyes peeled. Um, I'm, I, that's another one that I'm, I'm, absolutely insanely excited for that creative team. That's going to be on um, that series when we're ready to go. Uh, and I can't wait to tell you guys the story of how um, the editor came up with the the artist on there because it's a great one.
0: That will be exciting. It will and, be exciting. I'm hoping it's my favorite group, but we'll see. Which <laughs> one is your favorite group? Harbinger, man. Love the Harbinger. So, love them. So, yep. We are uh, excited <laughs> for next week to get some back yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> and we can see, uh, see what the Renegades are up to one day.
1: Ah, uh, ooh. Damn it. I almost said something I'm not supposed to. Um, yes, I'm very excited for you guys to see this tease and I'm excited for you guys to um, to talk more with you as when the time is right Absolutely. for uh, what we got working because oh, man, man, issue one's great. Um- <laughs> <laughs> well, oh man
2: yeah um, I mean we, we can't wait to see whatever is coming. And again, you know, like I said, I mean, just the fact that new books are coming at all. You know, I mean, we've been waiting for so long.
1: I know you and me, both, all of us, we're in it together. I can't wait. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping I can get to a shop next Wednesday, uh, be in there. And actually like, I've barely ventured from this house I'm in for 12 weeks. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hoping like I'll wear my mask. I'll be ready to go and go into a shop and buy um, and buy some comics.
0: And I can't speak enough to everybody. Like when you get the chance, go out and support these businesses. It's needed. We need to keep it open. We need to, you know what I mean. And so that's giving a business. Um, even yeah. if you're on the fence of buying something, I encourage if you have the means, do it. Um, you know what I mean. That's one of the best ways you can do is help these businesses in this time. Like I said, it's sad seeing you know my local shop kind of closed down, um, and I was trying to buy things online through them just to yeah. kind of keep doing it. And um, I think it's really important. So. If you're on the fence you know get out and buy because you're helping you're helping local businesses you're helping you know small people because that's kind of what LCSs
1: are all about to and you're helping the community you yeah. know and it's, yeah. it's one of those things you you're helping them you're helping publishers like valiant you're helping uh the staff that's making a living in there um like i'm i'm, I'm with you who's are like i was buying from different shops every single week for a while there just to do whatever small part i could like today actually one of the things we're doing i don't know if have you guys seen the the John Boy Myers killers oh. covers that are on auction yes bulletproof yeah. and nowhere comics uh, nowhere comics so t- tonight we had the first auction for a uh, bulletproof comics snapdragon. Um, snapdragon went great joe gree man that joke bidding war a giant freaking bidding war for about 15 minutes on uh, during that auction it was amazing
0: that's awesome um,
1: but, you know, but it's one of the things like John Boy came to us and he said, look, I really want to help out shops. How can we do this? And so we we're like, all right, let's let's see what shops need the support. What shops need help? What have been great value supporters? What are great ones for the community? How can we do this? Which one have the means um, and the history of doing auctions like these that we can really benefit them? So you're going to see and you're going to see every killer's cover art that I'm aware of. Issues one through five are going to be in auctions like this to help support. The shops themselves. Um, and John Boy was incredibly generous to do that. He's throwing in signed books as well. He will ship nice. them directly to the winners. Um, again, Bulletproof was tonight, and uh, we're doing uh, Nowhere Comics right now. Has they're going for a couple weeks instead of a live auction, they're doing through social media, Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram. So you, there are twenty different ways to to try and enter in right now you've got the time and you're going to see the other covers pop up over the next month and other shops as well. And it was, it was one more thing, like how can Valiant, how can we help facilitate some help to some shops out there? This is one more way. Um, We're even sending care packages to shops. We, I think we got like over right before the office shut down with shelter in place in New York, we were able to get, John Petrie and I got about 50 packages out in one day to different shops, just as a little something extra, just be like, Hey, here's a gold book, do what you got to do. Like, how can we support you guys during all this? So, so it matters. It makes a big difference, you know, support, buy local, find these shops, find something that gets you excited that you want to, you know, spend your hard earned money on. So John boy is a great guy. Yes. You are absolutely right. Anthony.
0: Absolutely. And then those covers with those characters, many times the first cover that they were on exclusive on that. So they're definitely collectors uh, cause if killers turns out what we liked and what we wanted them to be, um, probably a good investment hopefully. So,
1: so I have a question for you guys. What would you rather see killers be animation, TV show, or movie? TV show for me. See, I'm with you. Yeah. I'd rather see him TV
0: show. I think that would be pretty damn cool.
1: I think Eric's Eric's thinking about it though. He's, he's going one way or the other.
2: So, the only reason that I would say animation is that effects budgets are out the window. Sure. And I think that you could do so many just ridiculous things with the character's powers, <laughs> with the action, the levels of action that you could achieve. That's one of the things that I love about comics, right? Like, yeah. you don't have to have a special effects budget to have a, a comic set in space or. You know, right. superheroes flying around and stuff. Um, so that the stories are are free in that way, and that's why I would almost say animation. But I get why a TV show would be something like The Boys. But Killers,
0: yeah, pretty, that pretty would be cool. keep it within the Boys realm. And yeah, I I I'm all in for that. Um, why do you ask? May I ask?
1: Oh no reason, no reason at all. I I don't. I just you know we were talking about killers and collectibility yeah. and first appearances and how cool it is and just no reason at all, none, I swear.
2: <laughs> well, killers rules. Um, yeah. So anything so done with that, fun. I'm definitely going to be a lot really excited. B Claymore, we I would love to see more from yeah. him, but the characters. Would you in like general- to see
1: more from B Claymore? Yes. More killers. (laughs) Oh man. No, you know, the other thing that made me, you you know, you really made me think about something there. Who's your first second, you know, just going back to kind of supporting the shops. Um, I also, I also think that right now, especially for publishers like Valiant and other publishers our size, like pre-ordering your comics right now is the more important than it's ever been. So I I do want to encourage like everybody out there who can, even if you, especially if you plan to already pick it up, let your retailer know, put it on a sub for you. Let them know because that right now is the only sure data point that they have for how they're doing and what their cash flow is going to be is how many pre-orders do I have on a book? So don't take it for granted. Like if there was ever a time, and I know Dan's been been pushing that as well. Dan Abnett is you know messaging to fans like now is the time. Like if you want, if you want to see your favorite series, Valiant or otherwise, survive and thrive and go on for issues and issues and issues, pre-orders are becoming more important to that equation than they have in several years. So everybody out there, like tell your friends. Tell your significant others, anybody that's buying comics right now, I do really, I cannot stress enough the importance of communicating with your local shop. Hey, I want to pre-order this book. Um, so that they know this is a book that they can support and that they can be okay on and that they'll be all right cash flow-wise.
2: So yeah, and with all up a of, pull list, yeah. it's yeah. always a good idea. Yeah, definitely.
0: With all of that, do you see <sighs> Do you still see incentive covers, incentive variants um, being produced? Um.
1: Yes, but right. It's one one of the things about this whole situation that's and that every publisher has to ask themselves is now is a time to reevaluate everything we took for granted in terms of the marketplace, in terms of the entire model. How many covers on a book? How many incentive covers? Ratio variants on there um the types of covers that you're doing um the types of artists you're getting for those covers the art styles everything that we would say well we understand the way this model works so we're just going to keep going with it now you can innovate you can evolve you're in a position where you need to you know necessity is the mother of all invention and it's also the mother of evolution for the way in which you have to do business and for the way in which an industry grows um and comes through and comics has weathered times like this better than a lot of industries out there over the you can look at the history from the 2008 crash um, all the way back into panics and recessions um, gas rationing times like comics do very 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 well coming out of hard economic times but you can't pretend it was the same way it was before you've got to look at it so yes there will be Ratio covers, but you're going to see them be, in my opinion, probably a bit more targeted, right? You're going to be really looking at how and the why and the when. You're probably not going to see as many of them, um, but you may see better ones and they're going to count even more when you see it. One of the issues that we always keep hearing from retailers was that if you do too many incentive covers, They no longer are effective. You've overused it. It's, you know, you took a sharp knife and you dulled it. Now it's a butter knife. Right. Right. Um, Incentive covers are designed, especially ratio variants, to communicate to a store this is how many copies you should absolutely buy. Right. And that's why they're different ratios. Some books you say you should buy 50 copies of this, some books you say you should buy 100, some books you say you should definitely buy 25. That's going to be your sweet spot. And that's not a knock on the book or anything like that. It's not a significance of importance, but it is you communicating with the retailer. Here's how hard you should be pushing this. Um, but when every book has a cover, that communication becomes gibberish. Right. No one pays attention. If everything is special, nothing, it becomes special. Right. So you can definitely see it. It's just going to be, I think, I think publishers are now going to have to reevaluate the use of them and where they go from there. Yep. And Valiant being one of them. So. Awesome. Sense. Yep. If I'm boring you guys with the shop talk, please tell
0: me. No.
2: Oh, no. no, that, I, I, no thing.
1: I mean, we get lots of collectors
0: that are still in here. You know, Anthony Port collecting. He got every one of the, the Valiant from the LCSs. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's throwing out everything. Um, but, yeah, we got people that collect here. And it's, it's important, right? And if you do have the variants and it is less going to be bought, it's important to buy if you are a collector right now to go out and get those variants and and produce that because there's going to be less of them. And, you know, we know that when something's more
1: rare, it's more valuable. I'm telling you right now, that's one of the reasons why we, we slowly turn the valve back on, like get those one in 20 quantum and woody variants while you can, man. Um, Those Nakayama pieces are, are stellar and those sets especially um, are going to be, I think, really, really valuable going forward. Same with the 1 in 100 Fool's Gold variant there. You know, you're looking at, we, we were starting to turn the valve back on with the 1 in 25s on XO, the one twenty here. We're not going to do it for everything. A Final Witness still has maybe my favorite variant we'd come up with, um, the Decoder variant, which I'm hoping we're still going to be able to, to make happen for you guys, um, that has the, the the clue in the actual cover uh, once you get the decoder glass to do it with so it's one of the things like you got to make them count That's why like our 1 and 20s for quantum woody are a set right the 1 in 25s, the sword of Shanhara are a set They're meant to be collected together um, So that you can collect them and they're cool on their own But when you put them together you have this really amazing set that you can display and so I, I encourage everyone if you've not been picking up some of those they are worth your while because it's not just artwork Um, there's a lot of thought that goes into it
2: in a way that you don't always see with incentive covers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely, it's interesting to hear the way that you look at it and retailers look at it because it's definitely different than I think the way that I've looked at it as a fan and the way that probably other fans have looked at it too. Sure. So definitely interesting to hear that other perspective.
0: And you mentioned uh, Quantum and Woody's variants and we're coming back out with Quantum and Woody closing up with their five issue. Four issue mini, I believe, right? Four issue. Um, for
1: this arc, yes.
0: I yes, gonna ask, can we please get Ryan Brown on some more Q and W, man? I, love I would,
1: all, all I want out of life right now is more Ryan Brown and Chris Hastings Q and W, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and boy do they have massive plans for those characters too. So Well that's
2: yes, good
1: to hear. For this arc. So No, not life. just for this arc. I oh. mean for <laughs> for, for way down the line. So
2: that's good to hear.
0: That is great to hear.
1: Um, that is a matter of when, just a matter of when that's good. That's good.
0: I, 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 enjoy that. They, they fit well for that, that book. So perfect
1: casting. Like if you were in a film, like you could not do better casting for this than Chris Hastings and, um, uh, and Ryan Brown on there. And also two of the nicest human beings, um, that you'll ever want to meet and so lovely with fans and so generous with their time um, and love to tell people how much they love those characters in that book. Um, and Chris Hastings, I know, has designs on a bunch of other characters too <laughs> from our universe and we can get them in there to pitch on it. So, so, yeah, they're, you know, they're big Valiant fans now. They're big fans of Quantum and Woody and, and they really embrace, uh, embrace these characters and embrace you guys. So That's awesome. Yeah,
2: that's really good to hear. And it's exciting to me to hear that, you know, a writer coming in and writing a book is saying, like, okay, look at all this other stuff in this universe. You know, as a writer, what could I do with this? What could I do with this? Well, Colin Colin Bunn's a perfect example of that comes in with with Punk Mambo, ends up working on
1: Shadow Man, right? So it's, it's a very, it's a very cool thing uh, to, to have happen there. So
2: that's one of the things that I think has helped um, kind of going back to what I was talking about before with the connectedness of the Valley Universe yep. is when you can have writers who have a vision that they're able to carry for multiple books. Um, that's why I think I know at least me <laughs> I have, have said that I'd, I'd love to see Dan Abner do the same thing because he's done such an amazing job from fallen world through Rye and, um, That I'd love to see what he could do elsewhere in the universe, but knowing that there are writers coming in who are doing new books saying, okay, I really want to dig my teeth into this and, you know, and see where else I could go with these other characters. Yeah, that, to me, I want to see that kind of commitment, you know, because we're, a lot of us fans, we're all in. So knowing that there are creators who are going all in too. Dude, it's it's
1: it's just it's one of those things where I just I don't have enough spots on the calendar is the problem.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you could publish a hundred books.
0: Oh, when we get to that point, we've all said, please give us more.
1: <laughs> I'll tell you what, yeah. listen, you guys keep pre-ordering the books and keep telling your friends to pre-order the books, we can get there one day. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we keep spreading the word and we keep we keep educating people on how to get these books and how great they are, like we can do that. It's, it just takes all of us together, you know?
2: So. Absolutely. Yep. That's awesome. No, um, I, I know I've had a pull list set up for a long time and hopefully everybody watching and listening to this goes to your local comic shop, sets up a pull list. That's especially right now, like we've been talking about. So um, critical.
1: Pay for that. It's going to be
2: an important time to decide what the future of the comic industry looks no, like. No way,
1: Eric, what's your local
2: shop, sir? So um, they just changed their name to Pulp Comics and Games in Mankato, Minnesota.
1: Okay. Okay. Trying to remember. What were they before? Double play. Ah. Okay. Thank you. All right. Yeah, I'm familiar with Double Play. I didn't realize the name. Thank you for that. Okay. Cool. Yeah.
2: Yeah. They're They're an awesome little shop. The um. Right. It used to basically be a sports memorabilia shop, and that's why it was called mm-hmm. Double Play. And then they just sold comics on the side. Yeah. New owner came in, really pumped up the comic side of it, and it's become an awesome shop. That's, That's cool. great. That's really, really cool.
0: That's awesome. I'm hoping for the right shop to get my attention now. So
1: Oh, you have a lot of great shops near you. You have yeah. a lot of great shops in that area.
0: Well, we have we've, we've lost some. I mean, you know what I mean? And the not too you know, we uh why am I brain farting on the one that was in Seattle forever downtown? Um they've closed two years ago and now we have comics done. Xanadu? There. Xanadu.
1: Yeah. I remember yeah, talking to Perry over there. Yeah, I, I think just rent got too expensive to where they were at and the neighborhood. just got too rough. No, um, uh, some of my favorites out there, like I love Bridge City. Bridge City Comics is, is a really great one. They're a little bit more graphic novel heavy. Um, mm-hmm. They're a lovely operation. Cosmic Monkey is fantastic out there. Um, if you can go a little further out there, I Like Comics is one of the most impressive. Oh, yeah, yeah, Down in Tacoma. Oh my god. Oh, no, no. It, that We're it, in cr- Vancouver, Washington. Vancouver, Washington. Yeah. That is of one of the most impressive operations I've seen in the country and it's my job to know them. Right. Um, super great guy out there. Yeah, um, he he has a golden he has a holy grail book of mine that I'm I'm saving up to buy. But um yeah, uh, yeah but no, that's the the beauty of it is is the the community is is there that will support you so when, yeah. you know, it, even when folks are on tough times like that, there's someone there that will that will bring you back up, so.
0: Yep, the good stuff, support that. Mm. Um, support. And then uh, I guess this week, I guess we would uh, be remiss for not saying, uh, congratulations Dr. Mirage for winning uh, the, the Superhero of the Week. And um, so tell me, or don't tell me, I guess, whatever, I'll, I'll know about a lot by your reaction. These uh, heroes of the week, the little cryptic messages going on about who's being put in there. Yes, you yeah. art, yeah. Okay, validated, thank you. Am I being cryptic? <laughs> but it's been really cool to see a lot of these characters come out. We've talked about it multiple times, Eric and I and Josh, um, about going back and reading these great stories of these characters with this hero of the week. Um, and then seeing kind of some of whether, you know, what looks to be like some new art that's showing up here and there on those. I, Fantastic.
1: I, you know, it's one of those things I, I all credit goes to, to Greg. Um, yes, I will, I will say something nice about him uh, and Emily Heckler, our, our digital marketing manager. Um, like the two of them came together and we were thinking about, you know, all right, we're looking at, we're not gonna be able to have books out. Um, uh, a Unity Dark, you, Don, get out of my office. Um, <laughs> get out of my office, sir. But um, no, it's, it was one of those things where we're like, well, what can we keep doing to inva- engage with you guys, with the fans, and still get the word out there? Um, and they, they came up with this amazing idea. Well, let's do a weekly poll, put all of our, our characters in there, have a great one, and then every day of the week, basically, something new um, about it, whether it's arts and crafts, highlight your favorite covers, we give away free comics uh, pertaining to them on Wednesday, those free number ones and free trade paperbacks. Just again, it's a way for us to say like, Hey, we're with you during all this. We're not going anywhere. You know, you may be cooped up. You can be cooped up with us, you know, virtually. Um, and just make sure that, you know, Valiant is always listening and that we're, we're there with you. And it's been so much, fun. I think this is week 10 um, that we've been doing it. So it's, it's a lot of fun. And, and, I, I don't know how long they're going to go, but man, we're going to squeeze every drop of life we can <laughs> out of it.
2: I promise you that. That's sounds good to me. Yeah. It's been awesome to, for us. I mean, you know, we had talked about when the pandemic hit, you know, like what are we going to do for content? We got to find things to make sure that we have to talk about. And that's given us a great opportunity to go back, reread some stuff, revisit stuff that um, maybe didn't get enough love the first time around, sure. and, you know, um, yeah, that was – I've really enjoyed the Hero of the Week a lot.
1: I, I see no reason to stop it anytime soon.
2: So Awesome. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good trip down memory lane and yeah. keeps us active. And as the books, you know, start to come back, you know, having other reasons to still think about, even though, you know, XO isn't on the shelf next week, we still have, you know, good reasons to have conversations and um, lots of great comics that we can go back and read. Exactly. Yeah. Nice.
1: And so
0: getting to that point of the day where we're wrapping things up. And so Matthew, I'm going to ask you, what is a back book that you would recommend a valiant somebody should read? Um, A a valiant back
1: book for a valiant reader?
0: Yeah. To kind of maybe prep them for something that could be, might be, something that they should kind of get some. uh...
2: Bone up on?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think a wonderful read right now, for someone who'd be interested in it, um, is I think that a great read would be, um, read Quantum and Woody's Zero Issue. Oh. Okay. Q&W
0: Zero. So not that- the zero? The Vincent.
2: Okay. Okay. Oh, not the, not the Valiant sized.
0: No, not the Valiant size. The, yeah. The goat issue. Okay. Awesome. Read the goat issue. Awesome. Good stuff. Good stuff. And uh, Anthony Port basically wants to remind, you know, some of our great Valiant readers are also essential workers. Um, I think you're talking to a couple of them right here yeah. um, that are doing it. So we definitely feel you there. Um, And I think it's to me, I look at it as a uh, pleasure and a great thing to be an essential worker because I have a job. I'm not worried about risk right now. So I look at that. um, Yes, it's of danger or whatever you want to call it of risk, but it is one that lets me put food on the table and I appreciate that.
2: So, yeah, I've said the same thing. I'm very glad that I have a job that I can still work at, Mm -hmm. that I'm still necessary, whatever, to whatever degree that can be. But, yeah. Um,
1: but thanks everybody who is yeah. doing that. So, yes. no, yeah. thanks to everybody. You, yeah. you guys are making it possible for the world to continue. Um, and the risk that you take it's, it's, you know, there will never be enough words. There will never be enough. Um, never know be enough ways to show our appreciation ever, but we'll yeah. try. Yep.
2: <laughs> um, no. And we appreciate that. Um, you know, Valiant has been adaptive through this you know, and um, found new ways to interact. And I think that I've harped on it a ton, but Hero of the Week was such a great idea. And um, just the way that you guys have made yourselves accessible, Emily coming on, you coming on, um, we talk yeah. to Greg all the time, um, you know, having you guys come on the show, having you guys, um, you know, bring us the news, um, be willing to answer the questions, you know. Um,
1: Truly, really yeah, anytime. Anytime you want, we'll, we'll happily do it. So.
2: We, we can't thank you enough, honestly. I mean, this, it makes uh Yep. It's, it's one of the reasons why Valley is such a great company to be a fan of.
1: Yeah. And it's an amazing reason why, you know, the the relationship with that we have with the fans, you know, it's, it's what makes it so special. It's what makes all of this, you know, during these tough times, still, I wake up with a smile every day knowing I get to go work with these amazing people to, create content for these incredible fans. And, and we all get to make magic together and put some smiles on each other's faces and try to have some fun when we all could use some. So. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, thank you again, Matthew for jumping on uh, and uh, Greg for, you know, kind of orchestrating it. Appreciate it. Um, and then looking forward to having you guys orchestrate us with Dan to get Dan Abnet on the show in uh, a week from next Saturday. Um, Woo. And so that'll be great. Excited for that. And then just everybody jumping in on the, on the chat. You know, we've had a lot of people in throughout today. And so thank you guys for jumping on. You guys are awesome. And, uh, hopefully we, you guys got some of these messages that Matthew kind of threw out to us under the, I you're talking about, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I said nothing. <laughs> I just talked about tiger King for an hour and nine minutes. <laughs> you know, Joe, man, Joe exotic. He's there. And, uh, you know that thing carol baskins you
2: know oh man uh, are
0: you ready for some tiger king part 2 so I, no. yes yes i wanted in my life
1: no, <laughs> it has to happen it has to happen
0: it's a train wreck man and it's just going 100 miles an hour and you cannot and you can't your eyes stop off. you can't stop you can't turn your eyes away no <laughs> I, I don't yeah. know yeah Oh. Yeah. oh, and then we could also talk about some wrestling, too. We haven't talked about wrestling yet, Matthew. What the heck? I,
1: are I we going for that, hour
0: two? Dude, I saw that you were re-watching
1: a bunch of old WCW stuff. Oh, oh. yeah. Well, I've, got, I've got several watches. All right, so we, we finished with that. Right, let's talk pro wrestling. So, <laughs> Greg, you can leave. It's fine. Uh, so, although I, Greg's been getting on the train. Greg's been watching wrestling lately. Yeah, he, I actually shared with him my WWE network so he's been getting back on. Um, cuz there's nothing else on. on. Go watch, um, yeah, watch Go so. watch
0: some old surfer sting. That's all I got to say. Oh
1: dude, I've been so I made a list of every single steel cage match on the WWE network and so I've been going through it chronologically, but then of course like you get into these like side quests sort of things. So it's like they announced NXT was doing in your house. So I'm like, "Oh, well now I need to go back and rewatch every in your house pay-per-view." in order and um, uh and going from there. So I just, I, it's such a rabbit hole uh, of my whole life for 30, I'm 33. I've been watching wrestling since I was about two, three years old. Yep. Um, it just never really stopped. And I love it. I still love it. I can't wait to watch NXT when we're done here and catch yep. up on it. Yeah. <laughs> my my, my great grandfather or my grandfather,
0: he used to actually herd horses for the funk ranch. What? So, yeah. So with, uh, Ter- Ter- ranch. yep. Down in Amarillo, Texas, Amarillo, so Texas. So, yep. So uh, yeah, we were born into it. So I love it a lot. And Greg does a great question. Which Valiant character would be the best pro wrestler? Um, and what would their finishing move? I don't know what their finishing move is, but the eternal warrior already is John Hennigan, John Morrison. He already and is
1: right. the, the king, uh, the prince of parkour. Yes. Um, Hey, who's Hey, who's... ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> I, I loved that video so much <laughs> yeah. that they oh, my God. Go check and out John know, like, Instagram. Instagram. He and Miz are just having, like, so much fun in their career. Um, that is a fine question, Greg. So I would argue that uh, probably the best pro wrestler um, would be Ginger. Um, in a very like Andre the Giant kind of spot, like, you know, like the unstoppable, the immovable object. Oh. Um, and I would argue that Ginger's finisher would probably be the bonsai drop um, and go from there. No one's getting up from that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say
0: Tama is the cruiserweight champion of the world.
2: Ooh, she's going to go with uh,
0: some high flying. Um, what do you call it? Used to be the. Uh, what was the. I don't know. She's going to stick her head around the head and throw them around. I don't forget what they call it. The hurricane, the hurricane Rana. Yes. Hurricane Rana.
1: Yes. Yep, yes. There yeah. you
0: go. Yep. But that's that. And so that's the chat question guys. Uh, who would be the best pro wrestler in the, from Valiant and what would their finishing move? We want to hear that in the chats and comments, put that down below guys. We want to hear all I want
1: to hear about right now, please.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> is something good. So,
1: but again, thanks for jumping out, man. Anytime, anytime. I'm here for you. So, all right. And Dr. Morrow three next week.
2: That's right. Yes. Everybody pick that book up and come back and we're going to totally review it. Finally, I have a new book to review. Um, I cannot wait to read this book again and talk about it with everybody after everybody else has had a chance to take a look at it. Uh,
1: Greg Ginger's entrance um would literally be that she would come up from under the ring every time like the ring would split in half and she would just be <laughs> elevated and then the ring would come together and she'd just be standing in it that's that's how it would be and they will do a uh twin tower
0: type of thing going back to wrestling and oh. to go is the tag team partner with like a dude love type of fill so. uh,
1: deep cut man <laughs> deep cut i love that yep <laughs>
0: Awesome, man. So, Eric, again, man, thank you, dude, and uh, good seeing your face. I hope everybody stays healthy and happy. Stay healthy, yeah. stay happy, stay
1: sane, and, stay uh, can't wait to come back. Awesome. Bye, guys. See ya.